Hello, everyone. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on another episode. I want to thank my sponsor for today. Her name is Sandy Johnston of Abundant Life Coaching, Consulting, and Healing. She is also the host of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. Sandy is dedicated to creating a safe space for survivors of abuse to heal, recover, and rebuild their lives. So get in touch with Sandy by visiting her website at sandyj.com.au. Now, grab that favorite cup of coffee, folks. Sit back, relax, and listen in to my lively chat that I had with my friend, Michelle O'Neill. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. And today, I am so excited to have Michelle O'Neill with me. She is a a twice-published author, speaker, certified life coach, revisionist, and the founder of Mastering Your Monday, LLC. Her desire is to help others overcome personal and professional challenges, both in the workplace and at home. She feels a need to help highly driven professionals who are finding themselves overworked and unfulfilled find a way to bring balance and control into their lives and revive their joy of living. I love that, revive their joy of living. So Michelle, thank you so much for being with me on Let Fear Bounce today. Welcome. Woohoo! Let's get this bounce on. I tell ya, I tell ya. <laughs> so first off, I want to ask, since I'm a writer and an author myself, and when I see someone as a twice published author, that's where my brain goes. I want to hear about your two books. Oh, wow. Um, The first one, Mastering Your Monday, and they both actually, let me tell you this right up front, they were, um, I guess, a challenge given to me. Every time I talk about something, um, it was my coach. She says, oh, that's a book. And so (laughs) uh, Mastering Your Monday is about life lessons. I actually... Um, I know that you know me a bit and you've seen some of my posts. I'm always throwing my mom in my post. Uh, She's very pivotal, very important in my life. She's given me a lot of these um, sayings, a lot of the things that I've I've learned in life. A lot of my experiences are all through her. And so it was very important that I shared these lessons that my mother gave me. And that's what Mastering Your Monday is all about is the things that we deal with in life, looking at it through my mom's perspective and just sharing it. In fact, my mother read my book. Thank you, mom. And she said, oh, this book is all about me. And I'm like, no, mom, the book isn't about you. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that one is really about the life lessons that I, I drew from my mother. The second one is I'll make it through managing life when all hell breaks loose. Ooh, and that I one, love that title. <laughs> yes. That's when I was having what I call one of my bathroom on the floor moments. And um, I was like, how do I make it through? There was something very, very um, traumatic going through, going, going on in my life. And I was like, how do I do this? And for me, it became, um, I'm a woman of faith and it became relying on the, um, what do you call it? The serenity prayer. And so this book is all about breaking down the serenity prayer, each line of the serenity prayer. And a lot of people just know it as, you know, God give me this, uh, the strength to, I mean, 
to I can't even think of it right now, but you know what the serenity yes, prayer I do. is because I'm I'm talking and I'm thinking <laughs> at the same time, you know. I, I got got that brain going on. So anyway, um yeah, that's what it is. God give me the strength to and the courage to change the things I can, you know, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I, I just went over it real quick. But there's a real serenity prayer, one that is really long. And a lot of people don't know it. So what I did is I took the real serenity prayer and broke each line down of the serenity prayer. And uh, I came up with, I think it was 12 chapters because there were 12 thoughts. And I broke down what that means in our everyday life, how we can apply that principle to our everyday life. And that's what I did. Um, and I'm a wordsmith, so I love words. And so each chapter, I take a word from that line and I really break down what Webster, my, my, my friend, yep. what Webster yep. says about that word, what that word really means. Because so many times we use words, but out of context of the real meaning of that word. So I actually dive into what that word means and then how it applies to that particular uh, statement. Now, it sounds like this book could almost be uh, a Bible study group book. Yes, actually it is. Um, I had a couple of people approach me that want to do it as a small Bible study group because um, that's that's what it is. It really is. It, it really di um, dives into like courage. What is courage? You know, what does surrender really means? You know, and, and it was all those aspects of, of um, the prayer that I took into my life. And it really helped me get through it um, and deal with the thing. And I actually end, my last chapter is actually, amen. Wow. And when was this, when did you publish this book? I published it in 2020. Um, 2020. Yes, 2020. <laughs> and I think it was April. And I, hey, right, April right, or August, no, the beginning. <laughs> right, it was either April or August. Yeah. But the thing is, what was so important is the fact that this book I had started writing before the pandemic. And it, it was so, so apropos for the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so it was just amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, for such a time as this, it was written for such a time as this. So yeah. Yep. Was I was just going to say perfect timing. There's no, no mistake or coincidence about that. No, not at all. Not at all. I, um, so where is it available at? It is available at masteringyourmonday.com forward slash bundle. And the reason I said this is, uh, I gave you that link is because, um, it comes with a journal. Oh, okay. So you can buy the bundle. You can buy it alone, but I always advise go ahead and get the bundle because the journal was written to go along with the book and mm -hmm. prompt you through the book and help you think through the things in the book. So um, that's the But if you order it from there, I also give you a signed copy and a small little gift with each book. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to make sure I put that in the show notes then. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely.
Is it available on Amazon or is it just available? It is available on Amazon. They're both available on, on, on Amazon, but I just want to, I just want to give that gift. It, it's just actually, no, I understand. I there. Yeah. Because and it comes specially wrapped in a special little, um, little pouch of a particular color. And it's just, is this my way of serving? So it's pretty. Yes. <laughs> No, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And I definitely want to get, I want to get the bundle. I okay. definitely want to do that. <laughs> um, I, I did not realize that you had a book like that out. So I'm pretty yeah. darn excited. And I'm so glad that we talked about that first. So now our listeners can listen and then they can hop on and go get that bundle bundle for themselves actually had one of our one of our pastors read it for me and he said um someone had he had it on his nightstand in the uh guest room and a friend had come over and was dealing with divorce and they started reading it and they asked could they take it with them and he gave it to them he said absolutely and so you know just knowing that somewhere it's out there helping someone <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And as, as a writer myself, um, an author and putting together anthologies of, of people's stories of faith and grace, getting those stories out there, not knowing where they're going to land because it's really, it's none of our business. That's all. The seed. Just plant That's right. the seed. I'm always saying you toss those nuggets of goodness. Just keep on tossing them. And as I call myself, I just toss nuggets out there, you know, um, knowing that they're going to land exactly where they need to. And we can't, we maybe can't change the world, but we can change one person's world with our words. And if that's the gift that we were given by God, we need to continue to be sharing it. But he didn't tell me till just recently. <laughs> well, and sometimes that's how it works. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, I have, I have been writing more content in the last two years. I mean, I, I had the honor to be uh, in the Motivate magazine mm -hmm. and I did an article there and I have wanted to contribute more, but it's like, I am writing forever and ever. Yeah. I wrote for years and it is funny that you said, you know, in April of 2020 is when, you know, you were working on your book. Uh, it was August of 2020, it's, you know, still in the midst of the crazy world that it turned into. And that's when my, um, when Grace found me three book series came to mind. It was literally a, a very intense moment sitting on my back porch one afternoon and I was all of a sudden found myself crying and goosebumps and then I heard a whisper and I actually thought I was crazy for a minute because I had I turned to see where the whisper came from <laughs> like what was that and I don't know if you've ever had one of those I call them God moments Yes. Where you're just minding your own business, you're doing your own thing, then all of a sudden you're like, oh. and it does, it's not a bad feeling, 
but you realize there's tears just pouring down your face and you've got goosebumps everywhere and you're looking around you're going what's happening well and that's how he got my attention and and the words were i am on the move and i'm going looking around you know who said that i'm on the move and then this this incredibly strong thought and actual I had like this for like a split second vision of a young lady with her head in her hands on her knees sobbing it only lasted for a second but it was like my whole backyard was filled with that that's it was just this massive picture mm-hmm. and i was overcome overcome with emotion and i remember thinking oh my goodness that was me when you mentioned your on your knees bathroom moment that was what i thought it was that picture that god gave to me to remind me that that was me on my knees sobbing at the bottom of the barrel and that was his little nudge saying you got to share your story but not only yours, you've got to share others. Wow. And it just kept coming back to me. I'm on the move. I'm on the move. And I'm going, I am not the one to do this. <laughs> I feel you, girl. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized I can't argue with God because I'm not going to win. So <laughs> I, uh, I chewed on it for a few days, but it wouldn't leave me alone. It wouldn't mm-hmm. leave me alone. The thought was just there, there. So I reached out to a few people and then within three days, I had 20 ladies that were ready to share their stories within wow. two weeks, within two weeks, I had 20 more and I went, wow. okay, so it's not going to be one book. It's going to be two. And now it's turned into three and now mm-hmm. I have enough. I have, so that's 60 women from around the world, from that little nudge that God gave me on a summer day in August last year. Wow. Wow. And it is amazing. So, and when you were talking about your book and how you broke down the serenity prayer, the long version, mm-hmm. um, I was getting goosebumps as you were talking about that. Cause I'm going, Oh my gosh, this is just amazing. And I, well, and I love it that that was what you were given to do. What was amazing is I don't write. How do I explain it? I don't write without seeking God first. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about at the beginning. I mean, especially for that book, every chapter when I stood there or sat there in front of my computer, it was like, okay, God, what do you want me to say now? Because I have no idea. There's <laughs> no words coming to my mind. Right. And I just start typing. And I, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? (laughs) It's just the the coolest feeling. I mean, and I don't know if any of those folks, you know, those ones, those of you that are listening in, if you've ever had those moments, gosh, let us know because they are amazing. Yes. Fall into it. That's how I, that's how I describe it for myself. People say, well, how do you come up with your stories or how do you, how, how is it that you come up with wording in the way you do? Because you make me cry when I read this story or whatever. And I said, I honestly don't know. I just sink into it. I'm I'm walking my dog out in the field, 
twice a day, and that's usually where the stuff comes to me. And then I have to rush home, or I grab my telephone and record myself talking so I don't lose it. But then I'll start typing and get going, and then next time you look up, it's two hours later, and you're going, wow, where did I just go? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I call it my shower moments. Mine is the shower. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it happens that mine are, yes. Everybody, everybody has those time frames. Mine are when I'm walking the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mine mine are in the shower. And, and I always think I'm going to remember this because I'm just getting ready to get out. (laughs) You never do. They leave me. (laughs) No, I have, I have notebooks Mm -hmm. with pens or pencils in every room in my house. Mm. Because I always, I too, tell myself, oh, I'll remember that. It's I'll be back to the house in 10 minutes. I'll remember that. By the time I get back to the house, I have completely forgotten. So I always, I have to have notebooks. Well, you can't, re, you can't recreate that. There's something about in the moment or, or listening to something or reading something. And it's like, oh, that's good. I got to remember that. And because, and I've learned that even in my, my prayer time, my quiet time, if something hits me, I write it down there because there's something for me at that time that I really need to grasp. And, yes. and maybe I can use it later and maybe not, mm-hmm. but it was just something I needed to see You're right. at that time. I, I Have you ever you know, made your notes and stuff and then I, I write stuff down and then I always say, I let it simmer. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll like frantically get it all out and then I walk away from it for a day or two. Mm-hmm. And I, I let it simmer and then I'll come back and sometimes I'll come back and go, wow, wow, I was really in the groove there. And then other times I'll be like, wow, that's what were you, you look like you're crazy when, you know, in what you wrote. No, but there are times when I come back and it becomes clearer. Yes, yes, absolutely. It becomes clear. I, I will, I will look at it and I'm like, that don't make sense. And I start really thinking on what, what does this mean? What, what was I trying to say? And I I really start ruminating on it and, and then it comes again, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. So do you ever have like, um, those moments when you're rereading something you wrote and then all of a sudden, boom, you get like a scripture in your head. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Nobody can see it. So I know, right? it over here. Yes. <laughs> or it makes you like, like the other day for me, um, I'm doing a challenge coming up that I'll be running and it's about reclaiming your time. And so for me, I was like, I needed to download the concordance because I'm like, I am not hunting through that big book. I need something <laughs> that I can search real quick and easy. And I put in the word time and it took me through the Bible every, everywhere that time was in there. And I started realizing time isn't as we see it. Every time time is used, it's talking about a specific space of, of a specific period of space. And it's talking about for such a time as this, it has nothing to do with that 24 hours right. or it's talking about in that time or you will know the time. Yeah. It's not, it's not a 24 hour. It's not an hour thing. And we're always looking at, I don't have enough time. Well, yeah, you do. 
because it's not about the time as we see it. In it's about minute. how right. we use that space that we're in at that particular period. It's about a period. Right. Yeah. Not about not about minutes. About no. that. No. There's no. got to be a word for that. Yeah, and it, I, I'm looking for it. And I know I'm doing hand gestures, and of course no one can see, but I'm like grasping with my hand and making a fist. Yeah. Like you can grab onto that. There's definitely got to. And look, here we are, two authors, and we can't think of the word for it. Right. Right. You gotta go to Webster. Let's go to Webster. Webster. Yeah. Webster. Where are you at? But absolutely. So it was just, I do, I, I seek out the understanding of my words all the time because I, they're important. They they're are important. I mean, even when you're studying the Bible, you don't just use the English word. That's why they say, go to the lexicon, look up the Greek, because there's a different meaning behind, you know, besides what we're saying, there's a, right. a deeper meaning. So really see the context of when that word was used and what it, just like love. Um, I just did a post on the word love and looked up all the meanings of love and almost every language has three, excuse me, three different types of love. That's interesting. Huh. You know, like the agape, the philo, the there's, and almost every language had different two to three. And it was like, there was a love that is an more love for someone like your husband and some, mm -hmm. there's a love for your friends and stuff. And, the, you know, and then there's a general love. So they're actually, and so I have no problem telling people, even my friends, I love you because I'm loving you, not <laughs> in a romantic love. Right. I'm not loving you as my best girlfriend. I'm loving you as a creature that was created for a special purpose at such a time as this. And I am also loving you as I was, um, I don't want to say demanded, commanded to do. So yes. I do love you. I love you for who you are and who you were created to be. And so I have no problem. And when I looked up the word love and saw that, I was like, now it makes sense. It's okay to say, I love you. Right. I say it all the time to people, you know, at church or friends or what have you, and they take it in the right vein. I've never thought about it, though, how you just described and, and, you know, you picked it apart a little bit. I think maybe people need to think about it in a little more detail. Yeah, it's, it's there's or Hey, you need to share that so people can see it. And well, by golly, why wouldn't that be another book? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but but yeah so it, it's those things that we need to really rest in i i think one of the other things that for me is rejection so i want to bring this out because a lot of people are dealing with rejection and and the feeling needing the need to feel accepted mm-hmm and one of the things, and I just want to share this, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but God showed me is, you know, I took the ultimate rejection for you so that you could be accepted by my father. And so there is no one who understands and knows rejection more than him. 
So for that woman who feels that her father rejected her, no, her father was just a tool used to bring her because God says, I knew you in your mother's womb. I knew you before time began. So I was already created. I was already in the mind of God. So nobody rejected me because he just used them as a tool to bring me about. Right. To make sure I was created. Again, for such a time as this. Right. Yes, for such a time. I think in our humanness, we let those things weigh so heavy upon us such as rejection or loss, grief, anxiety, depression. All of those are such human traits and sometimes we let them as humans fall upon us and settle. We forget about the joy that we can have. We also sometimes forget, and I'm saying in general, forget who we are, who we are as a person. Everybody has had their struggles and trials where you have been rock bottom on your knees. Everybody. And if you haven't, it's going to come. Sorry to tell you, but that's life. And not just once. And not just once. No, no. Many times. And sometimes will be tougher than others. But I've learned, um, and it's simply because I live with uh, post-traumatic stress from a traumatic experience I had years ago. Mm -hmm. So I live with that. It has become a part of who I am. But there was a time where I let that weigh so heavy on me, it affected every aspect of my life. And I had built those walls so thick and so high. Walls are great at not letting stuff out, but they don't let anything in either. So you're missing out on joy and happiness and love and acceptance and all of that. And I think that this, um, when you mentioned rejection, and that could be in a relationship with a job, you know, all sorts of scenarios. We're rejected every day, all day. Yes. And we can't let that settle. We cannot let that. And I always picture it. I'm very visual. So I always picture all these chunks of negativity settling on your shoulders. And it's no wonder you have a headache and your neck is stiff by the end of the day. Because you're trying to carry all that stuff around with you. Um, when it's easier said than done a lot of times. But you do need to let it go. You need to let it bounce. You know, yeah. I do that a lot. Flicking flicking right off my shoulder. I, I, I call the devil the D-man. And I'll be like, not perching there today, D-man. And I flick him off my shoulder. <laughs> you know? Not exactly. Today. <laughs> mm -hmm. But a lot of that, and that's why, that's part of why, and I think all of that rejection and all of those other uh, descriptive words all are encompassed in that big old bubble of fear. And I'm the like, lies we tell ourselves. Oh, my the goodness. The lies we yes. tell ourselves. Yes. 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 The lies we tell ourselves. And that's why I named this podcast, Let Fear Bounce. You can't let it settle. Your life will be miserable if you do. Believe me, I've been there. And I bet you a lot of you listening have been too. Maybe you're well, right now. Maybe you're not right now. Excuse me. I was going to say, and I always say, you know, with fear, and, and that's one of the things, I, I feel fear is a myth. 
And the reason I say this is we let it stop us and we say, I don't do something because of fear. Uh huh. And what we should do is do things in spite of fear. And so, you know, courage isn't doing things without fear. And a lot of people think, oh, you have such courage. Courage is having the fear and taking the leap anyway. It gets you through, it's walking through it. You know, so it's like for me, fear, no, you ain't got to bounce. Come on, take this road with me. <laughs> Come on, walk with me. Cause we're going in here together. <laughs> And one of the things that really, okay, I have to share this with you. My daughter has twins and they're like 18 months and they were preemie. So their development is a little, a little, I don't want to say slower is right where it's supposed to be because they were born three months early. Oh, but I watched them and I was thinking when I was watching them, I actually do a podcast on that this week, but I was watching them and I thought to myself, they have no fear. They will do something and they'll get right back up and do it again. And it's like their whole focus is on what I want, what I'm trying to accomplish. And I don't care what's stopping me. I'm getting it. I'm getting that piece of candy or I'm getting that whatever mom said. But I found out yesterday that the oldest twin, but the smallest one, she still hasn't stood, you know, learned to stand up on her own. And they go to physical therapy and the therapist said, she's not doing it. We figured out why she's not trying to stay. Cause the other one started standing up on her own this week. They said, we figured out why she's not doing it because she's afraid of falling on her butt. Oh, we learn fear. Yes, we do. We learn fear through the experiences, you know, is something is, is sometimes the consequences of our life, what they've taught us becomes the fear, right? Yes. Fear is something that we learn. So what the doctor said to her, what the therapist said to her is what I want you to do is have her stand up. But when she falls on her behind, make her think it's fun. So now my daughter puts her on the couch, let her stand up. When she falls on her butt, she goes, Wee! <laughs> so she's reframing yep. how she sees falling on her behind. And that's what we have to do with fear in our lives. Right. We have to reframe that fear to the victory on the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're talking about your grandbabies and I did the same thing with my daughter. She's 31 now, but <laughs> I did the same thing when she was little, when she, you know, she was learning, she plopped down on her, you know, puffy diaper butt and she'd get that look on her face, you know, where their lip starts to wiggle and they're just thinking about crying. Mm -hmm. I would sit there and say, wow, did you see what you just did? And it would be like super exciting that I sat down hard. 
(laughs) And so she would, you know, then she'd turn that and kind of smile and then, you know, get her chubby little fingers and try and pull herself back up on the side of the couch. But I did that with her because I'm thinking, I don't want her to be afraid to walk and you are going to fall sometimes. And it's going to hurt. And it, yeah, and sometimes it's actually going to hurt. And I, I do, I think a lot of the fear is, um, comes from, or some of it stems from how we grew up, how we were raised, the people around us, family members, it could have been parents, it could have been extended family members. Fear. That's what I said. The consequences, the consequences that for our action, whatever the action was, right. Like the standing up, the consequences of her standing up by herself and letting go meant she fall on her butt. And so at that point, that's when we make that choice. That's when we make that choice. Is this going to make me or is this going to break me? Right. And there are times when you are in that bubble that you do feel broken. And in those moments, and it took me a long time to realize this, that God, God lets you break Mm. because if you're not at that point, you need to look up. You need to look up and find that light, even if it's a pinprick, because it is there and God is always with us. I mean, every day. I I always have this vision of God's angel army surrounding me every day because I'm a doofus. I think sometimes I need more protection on some days than others. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what he showed me through the brokenness? Is he showed me art. The most beautiful piece of art that let the most amazing light through is a mosaic. And it's made up of broken, multicolored, mm-hmm. multi-shaped sizes of glass that come t- together. And that's what we are as his people. Absolutely. We are masterpieces to him. Yes. And I've, I've often, when I read that or say it out loud or think about it, it's so hard if you're looking at yourself in a mirror to consider yourself a masterpiece, especially when you feel broken because you're in that bubble mm-hmm. and you need someone to come and pop that and say, Hey, now time to come out in the light. Yeah. There's all kinds of colors out here. We're going to take these pieces. And just like you said, we're going to put them back together. And it's going to be this amazingly beautiful Stained glass window. That's what I'm thinking of right now. I mm-hmm. picture the stained glass window. We have, we all have our own little pieces. Some are jagged, some are rigid, some are really smooth. Mm-hmm. But they all fit. They all fit together exactly how they're supposed to. You know, to to make us those imperfect masterpieces that we are. I have. I wrote a book that's been edited and sitting and waiting to be published. I just haven't felt that strong nudge to do it yet. But it's called Imperfect Masterpiece. Wow. And I picture like, and I, I love how you just gave that analogy of the, the broken pieces of glass and they're, how they're all put together. And it's just 
gorgeous when they're put together. I am um, envision several different things, but one of them lately has been like a quilt or a blanket that's really, really threadbare in spots. And then you patch them up. You put a patch on and it makes it stronger and stronger yet and stronger yet. And I was talking to another lady and she was talking about a quilt as well. You know, uh, mm -hmm. how the, how all of the threads are woven together, mm -hmm. exactly how they're supposed to be. There's so many, so many visuals that you can come to share with people that when they feel broken or pulled apart or ripped or tattered, there's a reason for all of it. We just don't have the answers all the time. That's where trust and faith come into play. And that's very hard to do when you feel so hurt and broken. So you need those reminders. And so, hey, you and me, listen to us today. We're reminding everybody out there. <laughs> exactly. You're a, You're a masterpiece. And you are absolutely beautiful no matter what spot you're standing in right now today. And, and that's, you know, that's one of my favorite, I think it's one, is it 119? I think one of my favorite uh, Psalms. And, and it's funny because I keep it here with me in my desk, you know, is the one that, that talks about that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. It's Psalms 139. It's one, Psalms 139, but it talks about how, you know, for you created my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, you know, even the darkness will not be dark for you. The night will shine like the day for the darkness is light to you. And I just remember, you know, that, that I am precious because he saw me from the beginning and he created me anyway. <laughs> He saw all my mistakes. He saw all my willness, willfulness, <laughs> my willfulness, and he still made me. Can you imagine someone that knows right up front every mistake, everything you're going to do, and they still love you? I don't know a mother in this world. And they pursue you, you know, and he pursued you. Yes. And people don't realize that either. Um, and I... It, and and I, I'm not judging anyone because everybody has their own walk. They, exactly. all have, they all have their own journey. But I look back now because I came to, to having my faith late. I call myself a late bloomer. It was my mid-30s. Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised in the church. I had never read the Bible. My family didn't go to church. It just, it just wasn't how I was raised. And I didn't come to it until I was that broken person on my knees, crying out to a God I told myself I didn't believe in. And there were that was there was a moment within that 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 little pinprick of light came, and that's why I'm always saying that little pinprick of light. And that that was that teeny tiny little shift for me in my mid thirties. And I look back now and think, boy, things would have been a lot easier if I would have known all this beforehand. And then I realized, no, 
I had to be on that incredibly bumpy, pothole-filled road in order to be where I'm at today. And it's hard to it's hard for your mind to wrap around that. Because I'm thinking, well, you know, if God loved me so much, why did it take him so long to get my attention until I was in my mid-30s? <laughs> you know, you have that mindset. And then you go, well, that was my fault. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm like, even with my business, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of on the second half here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I can't, I can't think and keep up with these, uh, 30 year olds and <laughs> right. uh, can you still use me? And he said, didn't I use Moses? That's what I, you know, I find myself asking that a lot. I'm like, well, I'm at a certain point in life right now. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Didn't I use Elizabeth? Yeah. You know, did, I mean, there are so many places that, you know, Joshua, Joseph, uh -huh. they weren't, they weren't, Paul, they weren't spring chickens. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, when they, they really got to work, you know, they, right. they, not when they really got to work, they were not spring chickens, no. you know? Yeah. And so I, I have to remind myself that, you know, I just wish, like you said, that I had some of this wisdom back then and I could have been using the energy and all that I used to have, but yeah, I'm right where he wants me to be. Yes. And I have to remind myself of that. I have to do the same thing every day, literally every day. Mm -hmm. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Even though you feel like, you know, you get anxious or you get excited and you're like, but I want to be there. I want to be 10 steps ahead. I have to put my blinders on. It's all about my blinders. Okay. And there you talk about your pictures. Yep. I see a horse. With those blinders With those, on, yeah. right on the side of his face. Yep. It's not that that he's doing anything wrong, but it's to keep his focus. I was just going to say focus. Yep. Focus on the thing that's important. Don't look right. And I find out when I right, look right or left, I start comparing. Ah. And so whenever I start, I put back on focus. Yep. I use my calendar. I use things to keep me focused. Because if I don't, I'll start comparing and looking at someone else. I'm right where God wants me. And what God has for me, it is for me. Simple as that. Yep. Yes. Amen. <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap this up. Um, share again about your, your book bundle. Okay, that is masteringyourmonday.com forward slash bundle. All right. I so, try to make things easy. It, well, it is easy. And I wrote it down <laughs> so I wouldn't forget about it. <laughs> but absolutely. I, I have enjoyed this conversation. I didn't know where it was going to go. I never do either. That's why I say at the beginning, we're just going to chat and let it flow. We'll just be open vessels. Yes. And it always goes a direction I wasn't anticipating. And I love it because to me, it turned out exactly how it was supposed to. 
Exactly. So I am honored to be here and have this conversation with you. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. Would love to have you on again sometime in the future. Um, Would love to. Because I think we could probably just chat and chat and chat. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. All right. Thanks again, Michelle, for joining me. And everybody, thanks for joining in and listening to another episode of Let Fear Let Fear Bounce. And we will see you or listen. You'll hear us. How's that? You will hear me again sometime in the future. Thanks, everybody. And have a great, great day. Thanks, Michelle, for again, for joining me. Thank you.